The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Hey, Liz, are you ready? Oh, Jody, you know I'm ready. I'm always ready. So let's do this. I'm super psyched today because guess what? What? We're going to be talking about finding our awesome. Isn't that really cool? I think you we know that's my favorite word. <laughs> Jody, I think you're awesome, you know, and um, that's when you're supposed to say, Liz, I think you're awesome. <laughs> oh, wait, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So anyways, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about Finding your awesome with um, an artist, writer, doodler, and love warrior, uh, Judy Clement Wall. And I'm really excited to have her on the show because um, she she has a really interesting story, and I, I am excited to have her share that with you. Um, but let me let me formally introduce Judy. She is the author and the illustrator of the creative self-love journal, Find Your Awesome. She has illustrated several coloring books in the popular Inspirations series, including Marcy Shimoff's Inspirations for Women and Jack Canfield's The Power of Positive Inking, um, which is coming out in the end of this month, May 30th. Um, Judy is dedicated to exploring the intersection of fearless love and wild creativity, and her art can be found on everything from wine labels and lampshades to book covers and greeting cards. Uh, Her writing has been published in literary journals and on websites such as the Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, BeliefNet, and The Rumpus. And I just want to say, typically we don't do this, but I want to say, if you're listening right now, you should go to Judy's website because there's tons of resources and cool stuff and you can definitely like see her art. So I think it's this is a visual episode here. You want to see Judy's art so you can actually really experience what she does. So without further ado, we're uh, uh, Judy, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. And so, you know, I'm going to start with this because I was I was really interested in, in this piece when we were when I found out um, that Judy was going to be on the show. Is that um, you? You actually start drawing and illustrating in your 40s. So I yeah. ha- and then you you basically have exploded into this whole new world. So how did that actually happen for you? Well, my degree is actually in writing, and I spent a, a long time toiling away in the literary world, um, where it's very uh, 
it's very hard to make it in the literary world. There's a lot of um, gatekeepers and a lot of people who are willing to write, write for free, and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a tough world out there. All the writers who are listening are nodding their heads. Um, and I so was just nodding mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> at some point, I started um, just doodling, and, and they were really, truly doodling. They were stick figures. It was, it was very bad. But I would doodle these little figures on cards and stuff and send them to my friends, and they were saying, you should sell these. And I don't know why they were saying that, because I can't stress <laughs> how elementary this doodling was. Uh, but then in 2013, I just opened an Etsy shop, and I thought, you know, the thing about now with the Internet is anyone can try anything, and mm-hmm. it's not enormously expensive, and it doesn't take a lot of, um, well, I was going to say it doesn't take a lot of know-how, but it doesn't take a lot of know-how that you can't, get out there, right? There's always somebody who's been doing it or who's an expert at it who has uh, paved the way on the internet with the how-tos and the tutorials and everything anyway. So I opened this Etsy shop and and started selling those cards and doodles. And the more I drew, the more I realized I really like to draw. That's an amazing thing that I've done this long in my life and not realized this about myself. So I drew all the time. And I posted a lot. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you're going to get into all the how we get out of our own way and how we how we put our work out there. But I posted on social media all the time and, and got a lot of positive feedback and people are, you know, when they're your Facebook friends, they're very nice, they're very encouraging. So it, it uh, made me want to post more. And uh, I strongly encourage creatives to put their work out there because you just never know who's going to stumble across it and what opportunities will not. Yeah, I I most definitely would love to talk about, you know, the topic of moving, like just getting yourself out there and moving past the fear. Um, But before, I'm just curious, was it, you know, as somebody that spent a lot of time writing and like hoping to make it, you know, move and, you know, become a published author and all of that stuff. I mean, was it hard for you to give that up to move into this new you know, prof- like profession. Like, was it hard for you to move, get to give that up? Yes, it was. And oddly, one of the things that's really hard, and I think we all do this a little bit, is you sort of start to think of yourself by your title. So I thought of myself as a mm-hmm. writer. That my degree is a creative writing degree, and I, I've gone through lots of writers' workshops, and you know, spent all of my uh, adult life. Well, gosh, I was writing as a child. I spent my whole life writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it, but it's a kind of a, a, a positive and a negative because I didn't really think, oh, I'm going to give up writing and try being an artist. It was, I'm, I'm going to try selling these cards on Etsy. Mm-hmm. It's a little a different mindset that I didn't at that point think that I was switching gears. Really. Right. I, I thought it might earn a little bit of extra money on Etsy, and that's kind of cool. Uh, but I still thought of myself as a writer and I, and I still do what took a long time was to actually think of myself as an artist or an right. illustrator mm. it's so interesting for me to hear this because I always think like and again this is the accountant in me saying oh a writer and illustrator it's kind of all in the same but I guess to someone who <laughs> it really is a writer it's not <laughs> Jody <laughs> Jody <laughs> it's so funny I love that yeah Jody is an accountant but yeah I I mean maybe maybe because you know, we do fall into the same category, I think, in a lot of ways. But in terms of the medium, it's it they're all pretty different. But yeah, I mean, in your case, Judy, I mean, you were right. You were creating cards, which is pretty entrepreneurial, you know. So uh, yeah. there's that piece too. 
Um, but I, I do want to say that you you have a book coming out, or it's come out already, and it's called Find Your Awesome, a 30-day challenge to fall in love with your playful, imaginative, colorful self. And so so how did the book come about? And um, why don't we just roll right into like the challenge that you have coming up on um, May 15th? Okay. Uh, so the book came about because I was already working with HCI books on um, their coloring book, their inspiration coloring book series. And my editor for those illustrations went onto my blog and started reading, you know, as you've, you've been there, went onto my website yeah. and started reading a bunch of stuff and um, thought that she would like me to try my hand at writing something for them and incorporating both things, incorporating the illustrations and the writing. Uh, And I was really excited to do this particular project because um, back in 2011, when I was just writing, (laughs) I I had a blog back then. It was named Zebra Sounds, and I dedicated a whole year. It was 2011. I dedicated a whole year to loving more fearlessly, and I I did it really Mm -hmm. publicly. I put that out on all the social medias, and I... um, blogged about it, and every month I gave myself a challenge, and I invited people to join me, and over the course of the year, more and more people joined in, Uh, and what happened was during that year, I assigned one month to self-love, and all these people who had inspired me with how able they were to go out and spread love in the world, they were just fantastic love warriors they were, Uh, then I assigned self-love and we had to do things like write yourself a love letter and cut yourself some slack and take yourself on a date. And suddenly they're writing me emails and comments on my blog to say, this is really hard and, and this isn't mm-hmm. fun anymore. <laughs> and all my love warriors were faltering horribly when they had to actually turn that, you know, loving attention on themselves. And it was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it stayed with me. It was it, something that's been on my mind. Shortly after the year was over, I, I did a little e-guide uh, that I made available to my blog subscribers to download. Uh, that was the 52 weeks, 52 ways to love your wild self. And um, I did this, structured it in the same way that I had done the Fearless Love Challenge. And so it was uh, a thing, a, a, a self-love theme per week for a year. Um, and so people downloaded that. But it stayed with me the whole time that we, I, I think in our society we don't value self-love as much as we do busyness and accomplishment, and so we, we get our full calendars and our full plates, and we don't have time for anything, and everyone applauds us because clearly we must be doing great things, right, because we're so busy, and right. uh, it's, like a, it's almost like we, we value a certain kind of martyrdom, <laughs> and we don't yeah. value people taking care of themselves and people actually taking the time to... Uh, invest in their own personal evolution. And so when I started talking to my editor about the possibilities of of subjects for a book that would combine illustration and writing, I said, oh, I think I know the subject. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's a... It's a subject that really hits a lot of people. Obviously, you really hit a nerve with, with all of that. And um, I think I think turning love inside is hard. It's hard to know what that means, and it's hard to figure that out because it's you're right. Like we are in a culture that doesn't necessarily, you know, support that. Um, so we have to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk about like examples of self love and um, how. 
and you know, obviously our show is for business owners, but how business owners can really apply self-love to to themselves while they're building Uh their business and also to their business. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. And our guest today is Judy Clement Wall. She is a she's the author of Find Your Awesome, a 30 day challenge to fall in love with your playful, imaginative, colorful self. And so, Judy, like you know, we were talking in the last segment um, about self love and how so many people struggle with it. Um, you know, I think it's hard to just sort of take time out for yourself, especially when you're so busy, um, you know, especially small business owners, um, and not have guilt, <laughs> you know? So, um, so how do you, you know, what, how can, you know, business owners apply self-love to them, you know, and, and can you give us some examples of what self-love actually is? Cause I, you know, people might not actually know. So I think let's start at the one-on-one and, and go from there. Okay, um, and that is part, uh, the biggest reason probably that I wrote this was because I think that self-love is this kind of nebulous, big yeah. subject, and yeah. so what I wanted to do was give people some real boots on the ground, like this is the stuff that you can do that practices self-love, because um, it's not 
it's not the big, you've got to take yourself to the spa for the weekend or whatever. I think it's the little tiny things that you can do mm-hmm. easily. And I tried to make everything in this book be easily incorporated into a day because if the idea is to do it in 30 days, I didn't want anything to be so big that you felt like you couldn't incorporate it into mm-hmm. a day. So they're relatively um, small things, and sometimes they're um, focused outward. Like one of the things that I have people do is is spend a day texting love to people. So, um, mm. and I have a, I have a couple examples in the book. But when you know, if you're one time not too long ago, um, I was in a coffee shop and I was working. I was struggling. I was actually writing during that time, and I was uh, struggling to get a piece written by a deadline. And I was I had been rained on, and I was cold, and I was wet, and I was just in this really really bad bad place. And this friend of mine texted texted me to say, Jay, you're beautiful. And that was all said, mm. three words. And it totally turned my whole attitude around because it was so unexpected and so, um, you know, surprising. And I thought to myself, gosh, it's that easy. That's easy. Mm-hmm. You know, just turning, it took her, what, three seconds probably to type me that text and send it to me. And it turned my whole day around. And I thought, I want more moments like that. But I think if you give those moments to other people, A, it comes back to you, and mm-hmm. B, it's like being the love you need, right? I mean, you put it out there, and you feel better, too, just having told somebody you care about them that you care about them. And, mm-hmm. you know, in, in my book, I say, have fun with it. Be creative. <laughs> and so yeah. do, you think, do you think I could auto-text myself some self-love every day to remind <laughs> myself? I think you absolutely should, yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I like how you use technology, you know, Judy, like you really use technology. I mean, you used it to experiment um, with your illustrations when you first were starting out. And now you're using it to, you know, brighten people's day and to spread love. So how is technology important to you as an artist? Technology is uh, part of my process, part of my art process. Especially, not always, it depends what I'm working on, but especially in the illustrations that are in Find Your Awesome. It was, um, but I also think technology is, I mean, it's just a fact of our lives. And so while I think the Internet gets a bad rap for being, for potentially making us lonelier or making us more comparing ourselves to other people, um, the upside is it also does connect us. So using it in ways that are really playful like that, like texting love or, or putting putting love out there on the, on the, in social media in a way that is sort of like putting the love out that you want to get back. Um, I think those are healthy ways to use it, ways that don't that make you happier, not sadder. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think there's a lot of ways to connect uh, with people over technology, um, social media, you, you name it. So, you know, I realized that we didn't really get into the piece about how you actually got into the whole self-love, loving fear, fearlessly, um, you know, business. <laughs> I don't want to call it a business because it is kind of a business, but you know, I mean, how did you, cause you were, you were making greeting cards, you were writing. How did you, how did you get into the actual, um, how did you get into this? Well, the, that year that I spent, the 2011 that I spent dedicated to fear that's love was before I was illustrated. At that time, I still didn't know I could draw. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, it was ha- I was actually, it's a sad, sad story. I'll skip the really bad parts, but um, 
It was okay. a very difficult time for me, and I had actually written a novel at that time and, and had sent it out and gotten my first round of rejections from agents and was sort of questioning all my life choices, and I had some personal life problems that I was dealing with, and uh, I launched the year of fearless love really at one of those times where I just needed to believe there's something bigger than me out there, something mm-hmm. that can connect me to my world in a meaningful way. Uh, and I also just, um, weirdly, I just felt like I needed to believe in people, right? I just needed to believe that uh, we all have that capacity to help each other and lift each other. And so I sort of just uh, launched it, like just made a bunch of noise so I couldn't back out of it and then launched that year. But it turned out to be so amazing and so transforming for me personally and for, for so many people that were a part of it with me uh, that almost everything I've done since then probably has been, uh, certainly that was the catalyst, and it has been all related to uh, the same ideas that I, was exper- that I was experimenting with out there, which is, and this also I think leads back to business, stepping out of your comfort zone, um, being brave when it doesn't feel like you, you want to be brave, and a lot of the challenges that I did during that course of that year in the name of love were outside of my comfort zone, were hard things mm-hmm. for me to do. Well, um, and I think what's what's interesting about that is the whole vulnerability part that I think yeah. a lot of people don't put on the web. But the people who are really successful in marketing and doing small business on the web seem to have a piece of vulnerability attached to them that makes them connect with other web owners that you are web users who may not see you in real life, right? Because it's I think it's well, I shouldn't say it's always easier, but I think some people are naturally more vulnerable um, when they're talking to someone face-to-face. But the people who use the web and can really show vulnerability, I think really get more out of the web than the people who don't. I agree. I agree. And it's more valuable. What you get out of the Internet, I think, is more valuable then because you're not it's not a scrubbed version of yourself which is is of course not true Mm -hmm. Uh, and plus i think that's where the damage comes in the in the internet is that that we compare our real selves to everybody else's scrubbed up versions of themselves and and then wonder why we feel so sad and judgmental about our own lives um and it's because that's not a fair comparison so i think if we all well as you say, some people are more comfortable comfortable with it than others. But I think, thank goodness for the people who are willing to be vulnerable out there and something mm-hmm. less than perfect. So not only were you blogging, you started this blog, but you also had things, every, what was every week that, yeah, 52, every week that you were challenging yourself to do. So, I mean, what was there, did you experience fear around that? And what did you do to push yourself out of it? Yeah, I experienced a ton of fear around that. There was one month where I did, uh, it was February, I picked the shortest month, where I committed to hugging 28 different people in a month. And they had to be different people. The only rule I had is I couldn't count hugging the same person more than once for the month. And while that probably is not a hard hard thing for some people to do, for me, I'm um, an introvert. And mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not on hugging basis with 28 different people, so I knew this was going to mean I had to hug some strangers. And so I would just explain to strangers this challenge that I was doing and that there were lots of people doing it with me, and um, I had to get a hug a day. And 
one time I did that in a coffee shop and I explained it to the person at the table next to me, couple. There was a couple doing college homework <laughs> at the table next to me. Uh, and they got up to hug me, but the barista overheard and she came around to hug me and then pre- everybody in the line was saying, well, I want to hug too. And <laughs> it was a really incredible event for me, right? And, and yeah. again, I think that's like what you were saying. It's I was really scared. I stepped out of my comfort zone and then a bunch of people stepped out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And, and so, that's the yeah. power that we have. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this. This is kind of related, but kind of not. When you started, when you started drawing, did was it easier to draw? Did you get more? Was it was it? Because um, you said you you struggled with your writing and so you had some resistance. And was it was it easier? Did it just come more naturally? Um, what was the energy like for you when you started your draw? Super playful. Um, I think yeah. it happens to you when you get a. Uh, a degree in something probably doesn't matter what it is, but yeah. for me, um, you get very like I know what good writing is supposed to look like, and I know when I didn't do it well, and certainly I know when I've gotten rejected, and every writer gets rejected. Um, uh, that's a hit to your sense of self as a writer. Whereas I didn't know enough when I was doing art drawing, I didn't know enough to be self-conscious. I didn't know what was right or wrong. And mm-hmm. and because I wasn't thinking of it as a career, I think that's helpful. I didn't think it was a make or break me kind of thing, so I didn't get scared of it. Uh, and I think that that was, that was, that helped me to keep a playful tone with it. Yeah. Not take it too seriously. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you really you fe- you kind of stumbled upon it. It seems like you started yeah. you started it, and then you realized that you got a lot of joy out of it, and that it was fun for you, and you went with it. And now and now look what you're doing. <laughs> so I just want to remind people you should check out Judy's uh, website, which is Judy Clement J U D Y C L E M E N T W A L L dot com. Um, and we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the 30 day self-love challenge that's coming up and how you can get involved. So stay tuned. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. 
Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Jody Paydar, and I'm here with Liz Gold, and you are listening to Let's Get Radical. And... Um, we are talking to Judy Clement Wall, who is an author and illustrator of a new book called Find Your Awesome. And you know, awesome is my favorite word. Um, but we're going to get talking to the business side of it and how that's kind of evolved. And before we get started, I do have to give a quick shout out to Intuit, who is our sponsor. So, Judy, my question for you is, is, you know, you said you started with, you started this Etsy shop and whatever. How did you know that this was like actually going to become a business as opposed to just kind of writing on the side? Mm-hmm. Really, and this would, buy, I don't know if we, if we give out advice, but this would be my advice to any um, creative who's interesting and interested in making their creative passion into a business um, I just kept putting work out there. So, for instance, the way that I got the coloring book deal, which was probably, that was probably when I realized this is much bigger than I was thinking that it was going to be, um, was that I, I wanted to know if I could keep myself on a schedule uh, illustrating. So I decided to self-publish a coloring book, and I, which I did, and I, I, I gave myself a date by which I had to have it published, and I went out and found the printer, and I calculated how many can I print, and how many of those do I have to sell to break even on this whole thing, and it was never even at that stage about making money. I just didn't want to lose any money on it to try to see what I was capable of as an artist, and I self-published, and HCI, and I, I asked them how they found me, and she couldn't remember exactly where, but she did say she found me online, and that's, I assume, because I did that, and I was publishing the... Uh, blog post about how that was going and I made a big deal out of it when it got published and I put up illustrations that you could download that were from the book and I think that putting myself out there and just um, I kept putting my work out there then in that in that case HCI found me from that then all the other opportunities that I've gotten were the same kind of thing that people found me because they found my work out there Mm -hmm. and that is another thing about the internet is that you're so visible just even posting your stuff on on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram makes you so visible to you never know who and what opportunity. Mm -hmm. Right. And then how did you deal with the the operation side of it, right? With like figuring out Etsy and, and charging sales tax if you have to charge sales tax or not, or doing like kind of the 
the grunt work part that I'm sure, well, I shouldn't say I'm sure, but maybe some creatives aren't excited about, right? Like, yeah. Um, and how did you help balance that out, figure it out? And then I, I think the other thing is, is make time for it so that you really could be a viable business. Etsy is one of the great platforms for just starting out because they, they do a lot of that for you. So you put in what state your store is located in, and then they calculate the sales tax. And in California, actually, it's really weird because we've got county-by-county county differences in, in the sales tax, but most places are not this complicated. Uh, and then it calculates in the sales tax. It figures out shipping. You put in a few parameters about the kinds of things that you ship and the uh, weight that, you know, for me it's easy because it's a print or it's a card or whatever, but uh, it wouldn't matter even if you had something much heavier. Uh, you put all that information in and then it, it, Etsy calculates all of that for you. Um, also, I didn't have to go find a third-party uh, credit card processor or a PayPal processor because that's all built into Etsy. So actually, okay. it would have been more complicated, I think, had I chosen to put of my store on my my own site. Um, it's a good. I think Etsy is good for people who are just starting out, just trying to figure it out, because so much of it is done by Etsy. But you're right. The mechanics of like packaging things up and mailing it out. Um, that stuff I just learned, you know, on the fly, <laughs> which was hard. That's a little hard. But but it's not. Um, it shouldn't stop anybody from trying because again, even with that, Etsy has you can print shipping labels. And it calculates your shipping, and that's that's true internationally as well. So, that, with a little custom sheet on the on the shipping label, um, so it's it's if you can find a site like Etsy, that's not the only game in town. But if you can find a site like that, so much of that stuff gets done for you in the beginning when you're still trying to figure out, you know, how do I even find time to fill orders and make art? Uh, getting a site like Etsy that does so much of it before. I mean, so much of it that you don't have to do is super helpful. Right. And did you have to discipline yourself to, like, do the operation stuff to, like, figure out, I'll say, the accounting or figure out the contracts um, versus, like, just creating art? Or were you, like, are you more balanced and you enjoy both sides of the business? Yeah, I don't I don't enjoy them equally, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I am pretty balanced and I am pretty um, driven. And so that, that part of it wasn't that hard. It's actually the hardest part is the actual kind of math, you know, when I'm trying to figure out how, what, how, do, how much do I need to sell to make this be a break-even kind of thing? Right. And how much do I have to sell to make money on it? And, and that's really hard, you know, pricing yourself when you're an entrepreneur, especially I think maybe a creative entrepreneur, figuring out how to price your services as I branched out and started to do commission work and things that were not what I originally set up my Etsy store to do, um, I, I had to go find resources on the web and in books that were talking about how to price your services and how to make sure that you get paid a salary and not to undercut yourself. And, you know, that's all the mechanical nuts right. and bolts of it, but there's also the psychological part where, you, where it's hard to place a value on what you do and believe that it's a, it's a fair price. Mm-hmm. Well, and that you're awesome, right? I mean, that yeah, I think that's I one of the hardest things, right? Is, <laughs> yes. is that <laughs> that you deserve to be paid a fair price for the work that you produce, and it's not just 
you know, free, right? And yeah. and I think a lot of creatives have um, challenges with that, right? Like knowing what the market will take and, and knowing that they're worth it and that their designs and whatever it is they're selling is worth it as well. And, you know, you asked me before what's the value of, I don't know if this is how you asked it, but the value of self-love as it relates to business. And I think that's one of the ones that is kind of intrinsic and you don't necessarily think of it as you might embark on a self-love challenge. But one of the things that I noticed when I really tried to change my behavior, so let's, um, one of the things in the book, one of the activities is to be less apologetic. And that mm. sounds really funny, but if women especially, and I would say maybe even women creatives especially, uh, do tend to be extremely apologetic. And, and uh, I, I, I spent um, about a week, I think, f- focusing on how often I say I'm sorry. And I was noticing that even in emails with clients, I tend to apologize all the time. And when I cut that language out and found other ways to say things, I found that um, the language became more empowered. I felt more empowered. It really, um, when you're focused on valuing yourself, which is what self-love is all about, uh, I think that it makes you braver and it makes you believe that your work does have value and that you have value. It's the very much a ripple effect and that's, I believe that pricing has to do with self-worth because I believe that most people who underprice their services don't believe they're worth it. I I agree with you completely and and And, aren't aren't, um, brave enough to to walk away. Like I remember because when I was first starting to do this, I was so scared people would say no, but then I would so price myself so low that I'd be resentful through the whole process of, of creating whatever I've been asked to create. So um, getting yourself out of that loop is like the best thing for your business of all. Right. And I always say to people who are um, like thinking about pricing is to ask someone else what they would pay for it, not what you would pay for it. Because I think yeah. a lot of times people think it's so easy because they do it naturally. But yet, like for me to look at something um, that's artistic in nature or whatever, I value it more because it's so hard for me to do. Whereas someone else who can do it easily doesn't necessarily value it. So it's yeah, so funny because point. I think one of the easiest ways to do pricing um, in a business is to ask someone else what it's worth, not yourself. Because if you ask yourself, you know, you'll always undercut yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you completely. This is so related to value pricing. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, but Jody, we <laughs> talk about value pricing sometimes on the show, and there's a ton of resources out there about all the different elements that go into uh, value pricing. And some of it is just related to timeline. You know, if a client wants something very fast, you know, the value of your work is going to go up because they want it, right? So I think mm-hmm. it, you know, I think it's it's really, we could we could spend multiple episodes hours on pricing. pricing. I do I agree with you, Judy. I think it's one of the hardest things small businesses have to do, whether you're you know, pricing products or you're pricing services, is coming up with the cost. Um so in a way that makes yeah. you feel good about it too. Yeah, because I have exactly. gotten jobs before because I priced yes. myself low enough to get the job, but it wasn't um a good experience yeah. for me. Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean we want to talk about um the 30 day love challenge, but I think we should wait and do that in our last segment. But what, you know, 
I guess, let's see, what what would be one piece of advice, and we do give advice on the show, what one piece of advice <laughs> for business owners who um, who need to get out of their way? Like, what what would you tell them? I mean, you had said, you know, put your work out there. But what, what are some, what's one other way somebody can get out of their own way to actually go after what they want to do? Um, you know, it's funny, say yes. Because if I waited until I actually thought I was good enough to do the commission work or the co- sign the contracts uh, that I have had, um, I never would have done it. I just said yes yeah. before I even knew if I could do it. And I think that's huge because you rise to that challenge. And at least for me, um, learning under fire is the best way. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just overthink and you overanalyze and you and you think, oh, I don't have quite enough experience or I don't have a degree or I don't have whatever it is. I think saying yes before you feel ready. And if you don't have somebody asking, then say yes to you. Say, yeah. you know, this this area is interesting to me. I'm just going to try it and and, yeah. and do that, Undo even it. though it feels intimidating. Yeah, and I love that you had said earlier in the show that you wanted to do something to see what you were capable of, and I think that that is also a really good reason to pursue something. <laughs> you know, it yes. doesn't have to be about. You know, obviously we all have to pay our bills, but sometimes it's really important. You're you're driven to try something, and it might just be because you want to see what you're actually capable of creating. So we're going to take a yeah. quick break, and then when we come back, I promise we're going to get to the thirty day self love challenge. Just stay tuned. <laughs> When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. 
To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Padar. And our guest today is Judy Clement Wall. Wall, and um, she is a the author of Find Your Awesome: A 30 Day Challenge to Fall in Love with Your Playful, Imaginative, Colorful Self. So, so Judy, you have a 30 Day Self Love Challenge coming up. I think people can s- sign up, and it's um, hap- is kicking off May 15th. So why don't you tell us about it? What's going to happen? Okay, so we're going to actually go through the book. Um, and I guess it's not technically necessary for you to have the book, so you could sign up anyway. But the book's great, so so getting it would be awesome. Buy the book. Um, but we're going <laughs> <laughs> to uh, go through it one day at a time. And uh, I think I'm going to have weekends off so that people will be able to catch up if they've fallen behind or, you know, um, rest. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but so we'll go through 30-ish days, but we'll go through the book in order. Um, and then I'm going to have a Facebook group as part of that, that people, a private Facebook group for all the people who have signed up. And I'm going to send daily emails. And I've been making these little 30-second animations that are just fun and hopefully inspiring and entertaining for the people who are uh, doing the challenge. And if you go over to my website and sign up, you can win a free signed copy of the book as well. Okay, cool. And that yeah, is ongoing. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really fun. And so I also encourage people to check out Judy's current Facebook page. There's lots of activity there. Um, you're also on Instagram, correct? And then you are yeah. I feel like you have a bunch of other uh, Twitter and uh, Jake, <laughs> we're all over the place here. <laughs> so, um, so is there anything in the book uh, related to self-love that you think people are going to be surprised by? You know, I think that it's the it's the ones that aren't obviously um, turned. They don't obviously seem like their love turned inward. It's you know, like texting love. It's not necessarily obvious that that would be an act of self-love. There's um, a number of different, it's a good mix, but there's a number of different activities in here that are um, more more about spreading love and about sort of being the love you need. One of them, one of the, one of my favorite activities in here is to spend a day being out, outrageously grateful. Uh, and my thought on that, and mm-hmm. I've experienced it, is that it's hard to stay in a really negative space or in a space that is, you know, all about your lack. Um when you're being actively grateful, when you are making it a point to thank people and the people that are in your life and even, you know, the person who served you lunch, when you're doing all of that, it gets your mind focused on, wow, all the things you really do have that you really, that you either have access to or that you actually have or all these people that are in your life that love you. It's hard to stay in a bad place when you do that. So even though being outrageously grateful in and of itself maybe feels more like an outward-facing thing, a, a spread-love thing, it winds up being very much a self-love thing because it reminds you of all the things that you do have to be grateful for. So I think that's maybe the things that would be most surprising to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I can't wait to see what's what's in the book. i got to get my hands on a book. And, you know, your books are, some of them are coloring books as well, correct? Um, 
in, 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 are you talking about in Find Your Awesome? In this book um, here? There's a couple of coloring pages, but it's not a coloring book. Okay. Uh, it okay. does have places, though, for you to doodle and for you to write. So it, it is a journal. Um, probably, I would say, more of a journal than a coloring book, although I do, do have a few illustrations uh, that you can color. But you do have illustrations on your website that people can download and color. Yes. Yes. I have so, a whole cool. freebies page. So I was going to ask you about... Um, what happens if you don't finish coloring the page, being that you're the person who creates the coloring pages? Because I always have, like, some negative self-love there. Because you don't finish the page? Because I don't finish. Yeah. Okay, well. Uh, would it make you feel any better to know that I don't color the pages very often? So probably for the same reason. Like, I, I probably would do the same thing that you're doing. And I always find, this always feels like I shouldn't tell anyone this, but I always find coloring to be just a tiny bit stressful. Because, because you, you see all these people who do these beautiful coloring jobs. I mean, that's an art form, art form onto itself. And uh, I know yeah. mine isn't going to look like that. And I get very judgy about myself on that, too. So for what that's worth, uh, okay. you're not alone. Even I, don't, even I don't always color. But I think <laughs> color as far as you want to and then march to your own drummer. Like, you're like, no, Perfect. I don't that like that. That was the answer I needed to hear. I love that answer. I always color <laughs> things in coloring books, the colors that they're not supposed to be, or like radical colors, like, you know. Yeah. Um, but I know a lot of people will just like look up, um, not a lot of people, but I know people that will Google something and be like, what are the colors of this exact animal so I can replicate yeah. it? So it's just very interesting to see how people, different people's um, styles around coloring. But one of, um, yeah. one, one of the guys that colors my coloring books, he's, um, he's like in his 80s, but he told me that he colors uh, what, whatever crayon or whatever color pencil is sharpest. That's how he decides <laughs> which color he uses. So his coloring I know. illustrations are very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, who wants to spend time sharpening your pencil, you know? So Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I what I what I didn't ask you is about forward motion, because I know a lot about what you do is you know, if you go to your site, it's very positive, it's very action oriented, it's colorful, it's lively, you know, it's vibrant. So, you know, when you're working towards something, whether that's a creative project or creating a business or, you know, you had said something about how forward motion happens you know, one tiny, not too scary step at a time. And so can you just yeah. expl you know, expand upon that and why that's important and how that's related to self-love? <laughs> I know that's a lot um, right there. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that, you know, if, if uh, it, it amazes me that all of this has happened to me, uh, the, the biggest part of this illustration career that I'm on now has happened in the last year and a half. HCI contacted me to do the first coloring book. Um, a little over a year ago. So, and I did my first color. I self-published my color coloring book in September last year. Mm -hmm. So, I guess, yeah, about a year and a half. Um, and when I think about that, I think if you had told me a year and a half ago that my goal was to be where I am now, to have written this book, and to be doing what I'm doing now, talking to you guys, I would have said, no, that's not happening. <laughs> that is way too scary, and I can't even fathom any of that. But each step that I took, each little, you know, I'm just going to see if I can draw 30 illustrations that would fill a coloring book, which I chose to do because I thought coloring books were doing so well, that people were loving mm -hmm. coloring books. And I thought, I bet I could draw a coloring page. And so each little thing 
was its own tiny little challenge, and that seemed doable to me. And then, that, of course, mm-hmm. that leads to the next one and the next one and the next one. So I think not trying to think in big terms where where am I headed, I, that's probably not a very good business thing to say don't think too much about <laughs> five years out. Uh, but don't obsess <laughs> about five years out. Right. You know what I mean? Just, just break it down to the very little what, what would be interesting for me to do this week. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, yes, I think it's a balance, you know, it's, it's doing the little things and it's also strategizing on where you want to see yourself. I mean, a lot of people say that they have to start, that they start at their goal and then they work their, they work their way back. And I think there, you know, you have to find the way that works for you. There's no roadmap, right? Right. Right. So, and I, I I keep reassessing, you know, where am I going? I keep re-looking at that and think, what's the next thing I want to try? And then I'll, I'll try to put work out there that is in line with where I want to be moving more so than necessarily where I've already been. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing both things all the time, but trying to keep it small and less yeah. scary. Yeah. So, Judy, thank you so much for being on our show today. Um, everybody, I want you to you go to her website, judyclementwall.com, and check out the new book, Find Your Awesome. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we are going to be hitting the road in June for the engage conference and recording live for two days there, which is super exciting. And we will tell you more information, uh, about that soon. Um, you can hit us up online at Jody and Liz at let's get radical.org. Always send us an email. We're on Facebook. Both of us are on Twitter. Jody paid our CPA and I'm Liz Stacy gold. And uh, what else? We, you know, listen to us on iTunes and on Stitcher. And and leave us a review. Give us some love. We always love that. Um, and, yeah. So, Judy, thank you so much for being here. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to Let's Get Radical. Please join Liz Gold and Jody Paydar again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, it's time for you to get radical. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.